Good day and welcome to Practice Blueprint, the podcast. Each episode of Practice Blueprint captures our success and shares it with other practitioners. Our success is based on already making big mistakes so you don't have to. See, over the years, we have been fortunate to capture a proven, sustainable, and successful program which will eliminate fear, frustration, and stress while it advances your competency and your confidence so that you can develop a sustainable, profitable, natural health business. This system is built by practitioners for practitioners. It is not theory. It has been proven with over 30,000 clinical hours of hands-on experience to support it. In each episode, we will address real clinical challenges with proven, accessible solutions any practitioner can benefit from. This, in turn, will position you to develop that natural health business you've always dreamed of. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of Practice Blueprint. Hello, and welcome, everybody, to our special monthly protocol Q&A. I always love this. Um, We get to kind of uh, poke questions at Dan. You guys can submit them, and every month you can submit questions or challenging cases. We've got a few. That's good. And we have a few, yes. Um, And we get to kind of pick the brain of traditional naturopath Dan Young. I'm looking forward to it. It's always one of my favorite days of the month. so we're just going to go ahead and dive in because we have a lot to go over. Yes, and we do. Um, like many of you, a very busy, busy day, which is always exciting. Um, so much opportunity kind yes. of uh, available to us right now, which is really exciting. Uh, let's start off maybe uh, one of the questions that came in were uh, recommendations for bone spurs. Yes. And is there something from a natural standpoint? You know, I first heard about bone spurs uh, back in the 70s when my father first started doing his studies with John Christopher and uh, with the uh, School of Natural Healing out of Springville, Utah. And one of the things that my father, I watched him do, um, he was, what, 45, almost, not quite 50 then, I think, um, maybe even younger. Um, he, uh, he would drink distilled water. Anytime that, you know, and what happens mm-hmm. with distilled water, distilled water is a hungry water. And Dr. Christopher was very, very adamant about the use of distilled water in its ability to pull abnormal deposits of mineral, primarily calcium. Okay. okay. Most stones, whether it's bone, stir, bone spurs, cataracts, gallstones, kidney stones, these are primarily about 80, 85% of that debris is going to be of a calcium source. Okay. okay. Now there's other histamine uh, spurs and different things like that. Uh, toxic byproducts from lack of protein metabolism, things of that nature. And it does, by the way, all go back to dietary. So I'm going to touch on that as well. But he would drink, um, Dr. Christopher would have clients drink with bad mm-hmm. bone spurs. Uh, he would have them drink distilled water about a gallon a day for up to anywhere from four to six weeks. Oh, okay. Not forever because distilled water is a hungry water. And it pulls. Okay, that was going to be one of my questions. These elements. Yeah, if yeah. The, you can overdo it, or if there you ways can. to know that you're overdoing it. Yeah, you can. Um, so he would not encourage it to be done longer than that four to six week window, mm-hmm. and uh, and in the meantime, really flooding the body with good mm-hmm. quality alkalizing, organic, dark green, leafy vegetables, fruits. Um, superfood, big time on the superfood to add back mineral quality. Okay. So you're not leaching too much. Right. Okay. Right. And uh, and the goal with the distilled water is to actually pull these these calciums or these deposits back into solution and then eliminate them. Now what happens is. 
people who are suffering from those types of things have a very acid-rich environment. Yeah. Their pH is off. Okay, it's a pH problem. And what's happened is, is that their body is leaching, actually leaching mm. calcium out of the large bone, usually through the jaw, uh, through the hips, femur heads, uh, femur, uh, the femur mm. uh, bone. Because these are larger bone areas that the body can afford to give a little. Okay. Mm. These bodies by design are so amazing. They'll actually cannibalize themselves to death just to stay alive. So mm. what happens is, is that we start leaching that stuff and then it gets buffered. It buffers the acidity, but then mm. it can get deposited in the kidneys because the kidney is now trying to get rid of a, a mineral mm -hmm. that it can't reabsorb into tissue. Okay. So it becomes a, a spur mm -hmm. or a cataract in the eye uh, or a gallstone or a kidney stone. Okay. And that's how these things form. And so it, uh, a lot of stress feeds the problem. Dehydration feeds the problem. Gotcha. Not not eating an adequately nutrient-rich, nutrient-dense diet is the problem. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, metal and chemical poisoning of some kind over, over decades of exposure to the air, water, and food pollutants is a contributing factor. So there's a lot of different factors that we look at with bone spurs. So, But drinking the distilled water and then making sure that that person has superfood and ample um, ample access to the HP, BF, and C, bone, flesh, and cartilage. We've got to give the body really rich bioavailable minerals to replace back into the system. Plus, minerals activate the vitamins and create a better pH environment for the system. Uh, gives you the building blocks that your body needs to restore, rebuild, and repair. So uh, it covers a lot of things, but when it comes to people with bone spurs, um, that's one of the things we have to focus on, the, the uh, distilled water and the uh, BF and C superfood combination. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. It's a great question. Thank you for submitting that. Yeah. Okay. Um, client struggling with neuropathy. Yes. This is another good one. Um, I think this comes up oh, quite sorry. often. Yeah. Neuropathy, in my office, what I see neuropathy is a byproduct of somebody who's taking certain statin drugs. Mm. So there's a statin drug component there's a correlation between the two that I've at least witnessed clinically. Mm -hmm. um, there's a pattern you're picking up on. Yeah. Yeah. The Cinepril and things of the, that right. nature. Those are the, We're not those saying are the it causes ones. it. We're just saying we see a pattern of, um, you know, this concern uh -huh. tends to typically be related. Yep. Okay. Yep. And uh, so neuropathy, typically also you'll find it with people who maybe have uh, been diagnosed with uh, MS, multiple sclerosis, um, or they're uh, real bad consumers of diet sodas, mm. diet soda pops, uh, things of that nature. We had a lady in 2001, 2002 uh, who came in. She was a long-distance runner. Mm. She was diagnosed with uh, MS, uh, loved diet soda pops, got her completely off of that. She was actually dragging one leg by the time that mm. she had actually gotten to here and uh, She's a really fairly well-known accountant in her in her profession. She has an office here and one in Powell. Um, and uh, she got on a protocol, got her off the diet soda, lots of superfood and nerve adapt, mm. which I think in those days was called nerve regen, maybe. Mm -hmm. But it's called nerve adapt uh, now, is, is and it's still the same formula. Mm -hmm. And uh, we use that extensively with her, and she still runs marathons. Mm. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah. That was 20 years ago. Wow. So, um, and she wrote us a beautiful letter. Uh, that was one of my clients. Uh, that mm -hmm. was one of my father's clients. I didn't get a chance to work on her, 
but I know what the case history was. Mm-hmm. And so you got to really watch the carbonated uh, beverage consumption. Mm-hmm. You got to watch for people that are getting, that's sneaking into the diet. Mm-hmm. That's why I so, I so rant and rave on food logs for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, when there's certain things that just are keep coming up, um, we've got to check the fuel patterns of uh, diets for people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that carbonation destroys the myelin sheath that just, you know, if you have the nerve, the myelin sheath is that protective layer around that nerve mm-hmm. and it gets destroyed. It gets eroded away or it gets inflamed and it creates a pinching uh, on nerve pathways as well. So, okay. um, and again, heavy metal and chemical poisoning come into that, but carbonated drinks, aspartame, different, uh, unnatural sweetening agents that are in these carbonated beverages. People are drinking three and four and five of these things a day over extended periods of time right. is causing it's, it's attacking the tissue. And then you get mm-hmm. certain medication groups that seem to be part of that pattern as well. Yes. Um, and we have to, and that's actually in the literature. Uh, it's not just an observational comment. That's actually in the, in the, uh, uh pocket reference, uh, uh, for pharmaceutical drugs, interactions, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, the one I use uh, is called Park pocket pharmacy and uh, it will give the listing of those interactions and, and the warnings, the things to be careful with right. uh, that can be a side effect um, of using these medications. And so, uh, you know, heavy metal tincture, uh, again, BF and C, mm-hmm. nerve adapt, superfood, right? The basics, the foundational basics, cleanse and nourish, cleanse and nourish. Yes. Um, but you can get a long ways to restore neuropathy. Neuropathy is slow, uh, depending upon the extensiveness of the case, how long the person's had it, uh, and what those underlying causes are. Um, it can be six months to a year before you really see, right. um, tangible, um, appreciative improvement. So, so educate your clients well up front and they'll understand that for you. It's also just a really good reminder for us to check in on beverage consumptions yes. with clients because, um, you know, sometimes we forget the importance of communicating water to them. And so many of them are not, they're not getting hydrated. They're not drinking yep. enough water. But then also we put them on food logs. Are they putting all of their beverages on food logs? Yep. Um, cause I will say even myself, right? I maybe would have like a LaCroix, for example, like the seltzer water and thinking, well, I know that's not really bad for me. And I'm not thinking it's a food. So I'm not putting it on my food log but then it's carbonated it still can be problematic for me potentially right client um and especially what if i'm consuming that every day um i've actually caught clients uh drinking the carbonated waters or the flavored waters that have zero calories and they think it's counting towards their water consumption and so if there isn't you know, the open-ended questions and the checking in with them um, and they're not writing it on their food log, you're over there scratching your head as the practitioner going, why am I not getting the results I should be getting here? When in actuality, it could be something really, really simple in that they're consuming these beverages that they perceive as water that aren't actually um, hydrating their system. It's very true. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, neuropathy is a big one. A lot of people deal with it. also, we look at, uh, again, the reason for superfoods because there's the raw materials that help to replace. It, it provides the body with the raw materials to restore, rebuild, and repair the myelin sheath degeneration if there is, if that's that component of it. If there's an inflammatory response because of the metal and chemical, then HP, HV, met's going to be 
uh, the thing along with nerve adapt. And so you just got to play with it and mm -hmm. identify which cleansing and nursing approach mm -hmm. makes the most sense for them based on their history and your testing. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, proceed accordingly. So. Mm -hmm. All right. Awesome. Yes. Um, I snuck this in here because um, we were going to cover it on our live, but then we did a surprise. We kind of took another direction because we, we had a way we cool Shayla. Shayla on. So if you missed that, you got to go back and listen to gotta it. Got to watch we'll, the interview. Yeah, watch it because um, it's just so cool to see what she's doing out there and how exciting it is, you know, how excited her community is. Um, so I thought it would be good for us to kind of cover protocols for energy. I think this is a, this is a hot topic, right? It's a big one that clients come in as a main concern. The challenge with it, I would guess that you may say as we dive in, is that there is no one thing um, that just corrects energy, right? Yeah. There is no one um, underlying cause of why they're not having energy. There are so many things that could contribute to that, yep. um, which is why, obviously, we love the kinesiology as an evaluation method because yep. then we can figure out, okay, what is it, right? Is it a is it stress on the body? Is it there's too much toxicity? Is it nutritional deficiencies? Is it adrenals? Is it thyroid? Um, so many things. So what are some of your thoughts? Most often when we see people come in that have this fatigue issue, this energy issue, we you got to look again at the basics. It's got to be basic education. How are they sleeping? How are they moving? What are they fueling their body with? Are they having good bowel movements? Is this a toxic byproduct of the gut not being healthy and they're just feeling blah, kind of run down? Um, what are they going on with the hormones? The endocrine system is huge. Because the endocrine mm -hmm. system is, you know, you have the, the, the pituitary, the endocrine system, and then digestion right here, which mm -hmm. is where 80% of the immunity takes place. So if that endocrine system is not properly supported, if you're not giving the body what it needs to have those 17 organs run together like a well-oiled orchestra, right, and, and perform like a really great machine, well, then you're going to run into these problems. And so there's, there's several things. So when, obviously food logs obviously checking for B vitamin uh, deficiencies, um, you know, that can, because of stress, right? Mm -hmm. um, that can be, that can be a kind of a quick fix in most cases. You kind of give them some, you know, some B complex from, from country doctor, uh, mm -hmm. one or you know, breakfast, one at lunch kind of thing. It kind of, you know, it gives them back some stamina, but is that really correcting the cause or is it just giving them a little bit of a Band-Aid effect while you're identifying the cause? And, and I educate people and mm -hmm. let them know that there's probably more to this than just a B-complex, uh, lack of B-complex. We want to pay close attention to that and, and identify these other causes. But in the short go, hey, you're going to probably feel a little better. You might sleep a little better. Uh, again, another thing, pay attention to their sleep patterns. Are they, are they sleeping well? Are they having trouble going or staying mm -hmm. asleep? Do the system survey, even if you don't use an HRV, heart rate variability monitor, like what we use here in our clinic and, and a lot of our interns use in their clinics. Mm -hmm. But you can look at the group one or group two just on the system survey mm -hmm. and pretty well get a good idea of what side of the nervous system is struggling. Is it the side that deals with stress or is it the side that deals with healing? Okay. Mm -hmm. And either way, endocrine system support. So I would always check them on uh, HP endocrine. I would, uh, you know, maybe check, uh, ask them if they're having heart palpitations. One of the simplest, easiest enzymes that you can uh, administer with people and suggest they try it for a few weeks and see how they respond is coenzyme Q10. CoQ10 is amazing uh, if it's cardiovascular output. That's where their lack of energy or fatigue is coming from, right? Mm -hmm. And you're looking again at the system survey. That would be group four. 
Group four would tell you, hey, this person needs some some CDH heart, mm. HP heart. They may need some CoQ10 along with it or some enzymes. Okay, yeah. everybody should look at obviously the cleanse and nourish approach, and then the superfood is going to give that that burst of like vibrant nutrition mm-hmm. so that the body runs better in every area, mm-hmm. not just for fatigue or energy uh, issues. Mm-hmm. And other than that, make sure that you're checking uh, for uh, uh, yeast fungus overgrowth. And if you're one of these that can't Check that directly with, um, you know, kinesiology. Um, we have a, a saliva and a urine visual test. Yes. Super easy. Anybody can do it. In fact, I encourage everybody to do it. Yes. You know, once a quarter, no less than twice a year, but once a quarter. Um, stress levels that are an all-time high. Mm-hmm. Becca and I both have been through this ourselves. Clean up the diet, man. We're on point. We're 90, 95% consistent in the choices we're making, and voila, yeast will show up. Uh, I'm currently on a yeast protocol, and it is was it stress related? Primarily stress related, and I would, if I, w- I, I don't like to compare myself to others, but if I mm-hmm. did, I feel like I, I manage my stress maybe a little better than the average person. Sure. Not like I'm exceptional at it, um, but I'm currently on a stress protocol. So yeah. I, I say that because um, it, you know. It's we're all subject to it, yes. right? And so that's where it's really important. So if you have a client who says, "Well, no, I manage my stress really well, and I eat really well, and I'm good," that's okay. Do it anyway. Yep. Do the test. Do the test. Anyone and everyone is subject to it at some point, especially yep. in our society. Yep. So let's make sure we don't let clients prejudge, right? Yep. Um, and because anybody, and it causes over like 250 different potential different symptoms. symptoms. I know when I have mine, I emotionally, like, it's like I'm incapable of, I mean, I'm a sensitive person anyways, right? I know that's a running joke around here. Um, she's energetically connected. Yes. Uh, but when I'm on, when when I have kind of a yeast flare up, it's like I have these, I'm, I'm physically can't control my emotions at all. Yeah. It's like far beyond, it's like my sensitivity, I have a, a stable sensitivity level, right? And it's like I'm way up here and I'm like totally, what is wrong with me, right? Yeah. I'll cry over everything. Um, so just make sure you're checking that with your clients. Encourage them to do that self-test and encourage them to do the saliva and the urine. Yep. Some people get a little grossed out by the urine test, but at the same time, you could have the saliva not come up positive. That's right. And it could just be that the yeast is in another area of the body, so therefore it didn't come out in the saliva sample, um, which is why we have these various different ways of checking for it. But yep. encourage them to do that. Yep. And uh, as, a, as a side note to the endocrine support, HP endocrine is going to be more broad spectrum. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then there's specifics. HP male mm-hmm. for the men mm-hmm. and HP female or female plus mm-hmm. for the women. Mm-hmm. And don't be, uh, you know, with women, HP female plus uh, or the CDH female balanced is the capsule version. Mm-hmm. Um, have, you know, that's women, you know, before the age of 50 that are still cycling. Um, they seem to really manage on that side better, get better energy from that particular one. The female, uh, CDH female or HP female by itself is for women who maybe are approaching or going through the change. So remember that as it has impacts on energy and fatigue issues. And then men, um, any, any, any guy over the age of 30, HP male, uh, can be a lifesaver in terms of stamina, energy, 
uh, dealing with fatigue. And sometimes you might have to use endocrine and male for your male clients. Sometimes it might be female, female balance, and endocrine, mm -hmm. and superfood, and CoQ10. You don't, everyone's different, okay? And everybody has had a different level mm -hmm. of how they've been beaten down by their diet, their lifestyle, and their stress, okay? Everybody's different in that. We all need the same things, but we can fashion a protocol specific to their needs and help them to get over this, this chronic fatigue stuff, so. Yeah. All right. And this is kind of a perfect segue into the next conversation, too, which is heavy metal cleansing. Perfect. Um, the question is kind of why is this important and does everyone really need to do it, even if it doesn't come on display? Um, but then also the reason I say perfect segue, because we are talking candida, um, there is often uh, a heavy, you know, there can be chemical or heavy metal toxicity um, that is there at the same time as can. I'm trying to figure out the words to explain that. But one will hide behind the other. One will hide. They'll, yep. they'll kind of bind together. Yep. And so yep. when you go cleaning up the candida, yep. usually that will, followed by that, a lot of times we'll bring on display some heavy metal toxicity that was already there. Yep. Now we're just bringing just it on hidden. display because yep. it was hidden behind the candida. That's so correct. a lot of the times when you're having clients go through a candida protocol, um, it, it they're typically going to want to do a heavy metal cleanse shortly after that. So that's something to kind of keep in mind as well. But the question is really, why is it important? And does everyone really need to do that? Yes. Next. No, I'm just <laughs> and ask We're me how, ask me how it, it works. Right? Ask me how it works. Really good. Yeah, it works really well. You yeah. still might. I know. Okay. <laughs> so yes, here's the deal. The EPA did studies well over 30 years ago that are still on the books. They're very valid. In fact, if anything, they're a little outdated. Because they strongly suggest that most people in America have between three and five metal or chemicals in the system at toxic levels, meaning that the presence of those metals or chemicals are, are already interfering with that body's ability to perform optimally, be it hormones, be it metabolism, be it uh, cognitive function, okay, aluminum, and that's been really strongly linked, especially with the... Uh, uh, it being an adjuvant substance in so many different vaccines that people have been exposed to over the years. So there's a lot of evidence out there that suggests that these things are present with everybody. Um, I don't know if some of you have had a chance to read Tammy's dissertation on yes. heavy metals, the straw, or, you know, was it the straw or was it the... Uh, you know, the, I think the, I the actually, cause or the straw, I think is what it's called. Yeah, the cause or the straw. Basically, yep. it's it's her uh, paper on vaccines yep. uh, that she did uh, when finishing up her MD. Finishing up last year. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I highly recommend that. I think it's on our free downloads page. You on look it up. CountryDoctorWholesale.com. There's a free downloads page under the About section. And it should be in a PDF form that you can find there so you can mm -hmm. get it all together. But yeah, it's yep. amazing. In the last 10 or 15 years, some of the things that Tammy quotes in her paper uh, came out of some clinics that actually studied the umbilical cords on babies. And we used to think you had to be an adult to get exposed to air, water, and food pollutants, but we realized mm -hmm. that we have such a toxic a toxic environment in, in the United States and globally, for that matter, that um, we have kids being born with well over 300 different environmental pollutants. 26 of those are known carcinogenics. They are actually classified as a carcinogenic, meaning they are a cancer-causing or cancer-contributing agent to the human body. It is a toxic poison, okay? So does everybody need to do this? Yes. Will it come on display at some point? Yes. If your yeast comes on display first, say you're doing a yeast protocol, don't be alarmed if some of the other more specific 
Physical manifestations of metal and chemical poisoning come on display as well, similar to where within a few days or weeks into that yeast protocol. Don't be surprised if that happens because as you peel away one layer, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe you're working on the yeast and you're, you're getting that rid of the system, you'll expose the metals and the chemicals that can be bonded or bound to that mm-hmm. yeast substance. Okay, mm-hmm. And as we start stripping one out, you expose the other. Sometimes heavy metal comes on display first and then the person's you know, three weeks in, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm having all the kinds of yeast problems and mm. my, my, I got thrush in my mouth and I got these itchy patches. What's going on there? I got lousy sleep. I'm irritable. Uh, I started my cycle two days or two, two weeks sooner. I mean, all these weird symptoms can manifest. As a practitioner, you need to know how to navigate these things mm-hmm. and educate your client on how to stay with them. What's going on mm-hmm. is that one or the other has been exposed. Okay. And we do know how to do that with a safe herbal chelation uh, with HP, HV met. Uh, along with uh, sometimes some BF and C has to be in there. Rarely, you know, got to be careful with the superfood. Sometimes some people are sensitive to the superfood, um, contributing to more yeast activity. So, you know, it's, it's a balancing act in some cases. That's why we rely so heavily on nutritional kinesiology to guide us mm-hmm. in this process and not overdo it, but do exactly what's needed and then keep monitoring these things. And it'll tell us what we need to do and how we need to go about uh, addressing it. The other thing, too, is you'll see sometimes in the literature... On the heavy metal tincture, it suggests, you know, maybe two to three droppers full as much as two to, you know, three times a day. Uh, or if you get the capsule version, it's, you know, four capsules three times a day. I'm here to tell you that you definitely don't want, people are so toxic. You know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, even longer than that in the 70s, when my father started studying herbology and became a master herbalist with, with John Christopher, you could get away with, um, you know, kind of get being aggressive. Okay. Today, got to be careful. You can really create some toxic reactions. You know this to be true. We are a lot more toxic today than we were 20 years ago, yeah. 30 years ago. Yeah. Yes. The protocols of 30 years ago in some ways have to be toned down, whereas others have to be ramped up. Mm-hmm. For example, immune system support issues. We have somebody come in with a sore throat or, you know, they went to their primary care physician said, oh, you got some strep going on. They'd rather come here than, you know, use uh, toxic pharmaceuticals mm-hmm. uh, to address those things with. They come in, we could put them on a, you know, a nice herbal protocol that supports normal function of the immune system mm-hmm. and three to five days, they're better. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Now mm-hmm. today, and um, that was in 01, 02, 03, 05. Today, 15 to 20 years later, um, we're seeing it's taking three to five different products at higher amounts for longer periods of time to pull these people's immune systems back to performing optimally mm. and protecting them by design. And, uh, and so that's, that's not my, that's not my rule of thumb. That's just, that's the way the universe is right now. And, and we have to learn to live within it. 20, 30 years ago, we could get away with a couple of, you know, a couple of squirts of echinacea and some elderberry syrup. Man, you were fine. Okay. Uh, today it's, uh, strategically used whole foods, herbs, nutraceuticals, claret cleansers, drainage remedies like gotta Spanish make sure you're radish. pooping. Gotta make sure you're pooping. I mean there's gotta make sure the water's there. Water's there, mm-hmm. rest, all that. So there's a lot that has to go into strategically keeping healthy. And you'll get healthy and stay healthy. You got the best health insurance on the planet's good health, but but it takes a little more effort and patience to get there than it did twenty years ago when I first started doing this. So just gotta be aware of that. And yes, at some point everybody needs to be looking at and addressing, watching for metal and chemical 
uh, cleansing in the future. The uh, As a practitioner, dry mouth, cotton mouth, bitter metallic taste, or sciatic nerve pain down the back of either leg that is not associated with a sodium-potassium imbalance or childbearing or injury, those are strong indicators that this person is dealing with some kind of a metal or chemical toxicity that's gotten to the point of uh, overwhelming the body's ability to perform. So. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Lastly, as we wrap up, I'm going to share our special of the week. Yes. Which is HP Nervine. It's one of my favorites. One of the more common products these it's, days. It's been, it's been, uh, there's been a little bit of an increase this year. Very popular. It is, uh, it's, uh, got an herbal blend that is kind of a natural calming agent to the nervous system. Um, I keep it in my purse just in case I'm out in public and get a little stressed out or anxious. I could just put a dropper full right in my mouth. Just like that. It takes care of it. It is your special for buy four. Get one free next week. We do a special every single week um, on the tinctures. So if you don't have that calendar, you aren't on our uh, newsletter, make sure you get with me. Let's get you uh, signed up for that so you're getting our um, all of our good specials. And we put lots of goodies in there as well, like um, you know special trainings um, or special recipes that maybe... Uh, you know, sometimes we'll have audios of trainings in there that, um, that aren't in the group. They That's aren't right. on the podcast. They're That's only right. available for, um, for you guys that are getting the newsletter. So make That's sure right. you get subscribed. If you're not, make sure you pick up some Nervine next week. Buy four, get one free. Anything else you want to add on that? On the Nervine, an- any anxieties, any insomnias, any uh, sleep issues, uh, the therapeutic mm. action as far as helping to even relieve Basic muscle tension, right? I mean, things of that nature. So mm. use it as a, as a wonderful, natural, calming agent to the entire system. Yes. Not just for sleep and stress, but mm-hmm. any kind of tension, any, anything to do with muscular, uh, even mild headache, that with relief, maybe as a combo, something like that. Uh, it's not going to knock the person out, right? But it's going to have a nice normalizing effect on tension and things like that in the body. So. I find that it helps kind of calm my mind too. If I take yes. it, if I'm struggling with sleep, if I take it before bedtime, it can kind of just calm down my, my thoughts as I'm yep. wrapping up my day. But 100%. Thank you so much for joining us. We do this every month and, okay. um, we, uh, please feel free to submit questions or case studies again and super appreciate you guys joining us. Have an awesome weekend. Take care. Be blessed. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Practice Blueprint, the podcast. In order to get connected with us by way of Facebook or online or with our LinkedIn accounts, check us out at our website, countrydoctorwholesale.com. It's countrydoctorwholesale.com. There you can get plugged into a number of resources, give us feedback, ask questions, find out about future practitioner events, and be plugged into the Practice Blueprint Manual, which does provide over 20 hours of continuing education credits for practitioners that need it. It is a accredited nationally program with the ANMCB and the AANWP. So again, thank you for tuning in, and we look forward to catching you next time on Practice Blueprint, the podcast. <laughs>